Brian Dennecke was run over and killed by 16-year-old Dustin Brian Dennecke, dressed like a punk rocker. He wore a spiked dog collar and had a mohawk haircut. Dustin was the captain of the high school football team. The killing occurred during a fight between the punks and a group called the Preps, which included the children of some of Amarillo's wealthiest citizens. Last summer, after a week-long trial, Dustin was convicted of manslaughter. But instead of going to prison, he was put on probation and allowed to go free. Free, 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 free. Thor with Pretty Vacant Podcast, and who is this beautiful lady in front of me? My name is Izzy Smut, and I feel good about myself now. I feel confident. <laughs> and what podcast are you from? I am from Nevermind the Podcast. Here's Izzy Smut, and that's you. That's me. <laughs> Yay! So, as you all know, and we have been promoting, we are doing the um, Brian Denneke episode right now. And uh, I had to turn down my volume because I was getting feedback. So what made us decide to do this, Izzy? Well, it's definitely an important story. It's definitely something that made an impact in my life. And it's something that should be discussed and should always be, you know, something that we need to uh, keep in our minds because it's something that was so terrible. It's like they... The way that everything was, you know, was done and how there was no justice and it, it's just something that, you know, this can very well happen today. I mean, there's still stuff like this that happens all the time and, you know, with discrimination or hating upon all this sexual orientation, race and all this stuff. And we need to stop it. And and what about and I want to keep this legacy alive. That's that's the main thing is to keep it alive. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So we went through a lot of work doing this. We uh, we did um, podcasts who got people's names wrong. We did um, stupid. I mean, there was some bad stuff out there and it was cringeworthy to listen to. But there were some really good podcasts, too. So and then we watched, of course, Bomb City. And then I was talking to Mike Blank and he was like, did you ask the brother? And I was like, "Mm, no, because. Why would I do that? But I did because if Mike asks you to, to do something, you do it. Um, <laughs> and to uh, our surprise, Jason Denicky agreed to the interview. So we have that coming up. We have um, uh, Rob Chaos, who did Murdered with Total Chaos. We have that coming up and a great interview with him. It's long, stick through it. It's awesome stuff. You really get a lot of insight on things. Um, and, and the history of the abuse of punks and things like that. Um, we have music, we have some dropkick Murphys coming up because, you know, I did reach out to them, but they have people and, uh, their people didn't respond to me. They, they, they ghosted you. Why would they do that? They should know you are. People love me, dropkick Murphys. I'm talking to you, Ken Casey. Hey. Reach out to us. We'll still do an interview after the fact. So if you can yeah. still reach out to us. I'll try to make time for you now. I don't know. We I may have to, to wash my hair assistant. that night. You have to talk to my assistant, Willa. <laughs> she, she's so I think this is, um, we hope that you enjoy this as much as we enjoy this. Um, you know the story as well as we do. I don't want to mention, we agreed on this. We don't want to mention his name, the um, murderer. He doesn't deserve it. But he is, in fact, a murderer. Um, we know the story. It was time and time again. It's practically our history of being um, ridiculed, made fun of, and everything for being punk rock. And then a fight, you know, in the IHOP parking lot. And uh, Brian Dennecke was run down and murdered. And the culprit got probation and a <laughs> fine. Um, it's all because of who your daddy is. And uh, it's disgusting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he only got a slap on the wrist. He probably didn't even have to pay the fine. He was just like, it, it's just such injustice that was done. And he's still, you know, getting to live his life. And it's just disgusting, you know. Exactly. Just, trash. <laughs> I wish that everyone listening could see your face because your face says it all. <laughs> Pure disgust for that, for that trash murder. That's right. <laughs> 
And you never know, you know, he was the football king and the productive, he was going to be the productive member of society, you know, so you never know who those productive members may be. Because I know many punk rock uh, people that are productive members of society right now. And uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> Nine to five jobs, corporate. Yeah. It's us. We're sellouts. But you know what? <laughs> We still believe everything we have to believe, but sometimes I guess you catch more bees with honey, right? <laughs> exactly. And I got to feed my cat and she can't get a job. That's right. You know, I can't send her to a stripper pole to get treats. Like I have to. Your have to cat's work a freeloader. <laughs> She's freeloading. I, I do everything for her. She's just like, yeah, thanks. Whatever. Give me more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I work for my cat. <laughs> So we hope that you enjoy this episode and um, we are excited to bring it to you. This is our introduction and let's get to some music. Let's get to the music. So
right, Izzy, we had a special guest. We had uh, Jason Denicky join us. So that was crazy. Absolutely. I, I didn't even think we were going to be able to interview him. And when he came on and, and started talking, I was just like emotional because I was just like, oh, my gosh, you know. <laughs> right. Because right, you don't want to relive something like that. It was traumatic. And I totally expected him to say no. Like I emailed him and was like, no. But just in case, maybe. And um, he did. And uh, we are grateful for that. And we, um, he mentioned something. We mentioned something in passing. We were talking about getting Brian's jacket into the punk museum. And that is picking up some uh, chitter chatter. I know. I'm, I'm super excited because um, the punk rock museum actually hit me up after my video. And I was like... <gasps> You know, that I did the shock and then I was like, oh my gosh. And then they said that he has to enter the submission and I have a feeling it's going to be on there, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it definitely sounded positive. So um, it's well-deserved and it's an important, you said it, it's an important piece of punk rock history. So um, let's uh, cross our fingers and toes for that. It's going to happen. I have a feeling. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. No pressure, uh, Fat Mike, but uh, I believe it. Well, we'll be there. We'll fly over and we'll 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 find a spot. We'll be like, hell yeah. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see me and Izzy out there with our signs <laughs> and our cats. <laughs> All right. So here is our um, interview with Jason Denicky, who actually. We were running with a, uh, a hashtag of hashtag stay pissed, and he showed us the meaning of, I don't know if forgiveness or acceptance is the right word, but um, compassion for sure. Um, as you'll hear in this interview, how he reached out to the offender. But um, I, I hope you enjoy this video, I hope, or this interview, I hope it gives you some context and uh, maybe some peace, maybe, um, Hopefully it gave Jason and his family some peace. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's play it. It's going to be awesome. All right, here you go. Here's our interview with Jason Denicky. I just hit start recording. Oh, do, you do see I anything? record too or? Let everyone know they're being recorded. You you are being recorded. Thanks. <laughs> Got I you. Do that. Yeah, so it's recording. No, that's good. At least it's recording. So, yeah, I was figuring. So, so he is going to come in. We're going to, should we start before him or have him come on after? Okay. <laughs> so, um, we are going to hit record real quick. Is that okay? That's fine. Oh. Well, good, because uh, Izzy's already been recording the call. Hey, girl. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for doing this with us. And I know you went through the whole technical difficulties and all that stuff. So thank you for doing this. No problem. So I just have a couple of questions, if that's okay. That's fine. So, you know, with the story, the reason why I wanted to do this is because it, this story, oh man, it pissed me off so bad. <laughs> like, I, I can't even imagine how you feel, but like, it just, it really did a major impact. And it's something that could still very much can happen today. And, you know, it, it there's so much injustice that was done. And, and I feel like this should be in the history book at, as America fucking up and like America not doing its job correctly. So like, I want, I, I want this to be in the forefront because I feel like this is still an important story that needs to be told. So I just wanted to say thank you. And when upon hearing this story, did you expect Brian's story to blow up the way it did? Um, not really, not really quite as big as it did for sure. I knew there'd be a little bit of stuff here and there, maybe, but not quite like it has for especially for this long. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's I mean, we're still even talking about it. I mean, but it it made it made an impact. But do you? Do you think that Emerald, Texas changed after this event uh, over the years? Uh, do you notice anything changing after? Um, I know that it has somewhat. I know like the the different cliques in high school seem to get along a lot better than they used to. And I've heard of football players hanging out with skateboarders and 
football players, skateboarding and everything like that. So, so I think it's changed somewhat. That's awesome. I mean, did, and did you notice that the punk scene dwindled after, after this event took place? Oh, it, it definitely did for sure for a while. Um, here and there, there were some younger kids that tried to keep it going and it just kind of didn't ever work out very well. Is there a scene now um, in Amarillo? <laughs> Not really. Um, it's mostly metal with a little bit of punk rock thrown in here and there. So it's just not not like it used to be for sure mm. Mm. i mean do you have a best memory with brian um i don't know about a best one we just, i don't know we just always tried to have a lot of fun and tried to do throwing shows and trying to make something to do for everybody so awesome that's so cool i mean and what's something that most people don't know about brian um I don't know at this point. I think it seems like everybody knows about everything about him, really. But you know, he loved animals and just oh. people, and tried to tried to help people out when he could. So, what about you? What's been going on with you? I mean, what's what's changed for you? What, what what's going on with you? That's what I want to know. Um, you know, for a while I went, I was very angry, and it just kind of screwed up a lot of stuff in my life, and so I had to learn to kind of let go and forgive a little bit to kind of make myself better and so so there's that and that's helped quite a bit um other than that still you know still love the punk scene still try to be a part of it as much as i can in this town but um that's really about it just just trying to live life and keep going so. when you say forgive have you actually forgiven like I don't know that I would be able to. That's very strong. Um, have you forgiven? Have you spoken to, um, I'm not even going to say his name on this podcast because it does nope. not deserve any recognition, but have you spoken to the murderer at all? Um, I have not. Um, through a mutual friend of ours, though, I did. I had heard, you know, I wanted to invite him to like sit down, have a beer or whatever, and just kind of talk to him because, you know, we were kids. Right. And so, and he refused. So that's fine. Just let it go with that, you know? Well, so. you are clearly the bigger person. And that is amazing because I don't know that I would be able to do that. Or I would yeah, do that. Yeah. And it'd be like a, like a, a setup, honestly. Right. <laughs> a setup. I, I kind of had to, though, just kind of for my mental health. So understandable. Understandable. That makes sense because that that takes a strong person to do that, you know. Uh, oh man. Yeah, I hear that. I actually hear that from a lot of people. So that's that's good. That's good. Are you still friends with the old crew? Um. Yeah. Pretty much most of them. So. Awesome. Some disappeared and whatever, but but for the most part, yeah. Good. 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 And do you still have his jacket? Do you still have Brian's jacket? I saw in another interview you had his jacket and you were holding it up. Yeah, I do. So good, good. Belongs in a museum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a punk rock museum over in Las Vegas. Hello. Yeah, that's an idea, actually. Hey, Pat Mike, we're talking to you. Where, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> that is actually an idea. If they would approach me about that, that would be a good safe place for it to be for sure so a safe place that is the operative words safe place which safe is what place. we all need mm -hmm. uh, wow okay izzy you have more well i just wanted to say um it, i it just you know did, when you did the movie too well when the movie came out and what what was something that you were like uh did that you were not totally, that didn't align with what happened to Brian. That was something that you were just like, oh, that didn't really go well. Um, <clears throat> there wasn't really a whole lot because, you know, for him to make the movie, they kind of had to put a little bit of this and that spin on some of it. So it wasn't really, I mean, most of it was, well, not exactly. It was still aligned pretty close to the way things were, so. So it wasn't really that big of a deal for much of it. So, right. And how are your parents doing? 
Sorry to cut you off. Sorry. No, no, that was my question. Oh. oh, they're doing they're doing good. Getting old and all that, but they're doing pretty good. So, um, oh, sorry. I saw, sorry, I saw on that like we had been talking back and forth, and I honestly never thought that you would agree to this. So thank you so so much. But um, one thing that I noticed was we had set a date to talk, and then you said you couldn't do that date because you were going away for your anniversary. And I was like, oh my god, like he made it out. Like we, I don't know about everybody, but like I had, I live in a squad house or whatever you would call it with a bunch of punks and we my mattress from Salvation Army like we made it out now I'm in the suburbs in the freaking white SUV and everything like we made it out and we're still part of the scene and everything so like you made it out um you were going to Venice to celebrate your anniversary happy anniversary and um I was just I don't know if I could make it out and I wanted to commend you and say publicly that that bless you for making it out because when I had just had my son back in, and I had him in 99, and I was at home with him, and I remember turning on the TV, and I saw you and your family on a talk show, and my first thing was like, wait, those are my people, and um, then I saw like the pictures coming up on the screen, and I was like, wait, these are really my people, and my ex was a crust punk, and he had things thrown at him at this little town in Carbondale, Pennsylvania, and, um, but he was like kind of a jerk, so he could have had things thrown to him for other reasons, but we stood out. I had a Chelsea, he had a, he was just dirty. And so we had this um, thing and when I saw him, like my people, I, I felt at that moment touched by the story and like, no, 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 we don't, we don't do that. We're not like that. Why are you hurting us? Why are you hurting us? So to see that so many years later that you're able to go on and, um, um, just, I, you know, celebrate your anniversary. It, it seems so simple, but so amazing. And giving all of what you've gone through, I think that's just awesome. And I wanted to say that. That's all. Thank you. I appreciate that. I know it's it's been hard for a lot of people. There's some people that are still pretty stuck because of that, because of what happened. And I don't know. I just, I'm just glad I was able to do the same thing, get out, you know, out of that that whole mentality and make life better. You know, I think that's what Brian would have wanted for me anyway. So Right. Get out of the anger and feel more of the the love. The okay, so this happened, but okay, let's see how we can make it better for next time type thing. Right. I find you'd be a massive inspiration. Like just hearing you talk, like mm -hmm. you know, it's just saying that you you know, you got through it you're still getting through it, but, but also the fact that you were willing to sit down and talk to him and, and have, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like blown away. <laughs> like, like, uh, like uh, you're, you're as well in a great way because you're, you know what I mean? You're inspirational. Definitely. A hundred percent. And I know we were talking um, about music and stuff. So you still have your record. You still love the music and everything like that. Are you going to book anything? You want to book anything? Um, I always think about <laughs> I always think about it is just having time to do it. I know we're gonna try to do uh they're trying to get a skate park here named after Brian. Yes. Uh, so the original person that was doing it kind of did a really horrible job trying to put it together and just so I told them to take my brother's name off of it. Oh their event and that we would do something of our own in the future. So Well let us know because I I know the blanks were very interested in that skate park and we're sharing it and everything. So let us know what we can do if you, if you, when you start working on something, because this is not just a story we heard. This could be any of us and any of our friends and family. And it affected us deeply, not as much as you, of course, or, or your, your core group, but um, we are all supposed to be a scene and a family and we cling together because of whatever reasons we have each other. So whatever you are working on, please let, please know that like we are here for you and we will do what we can to spread the word. Okay. 100%. Definitely. We'll do that, so. All right. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks again. Like I, you know, unless you have anything else you need to add. Um, I can't think of anything, but. Like, we didn't want to go into the story. We know the story. We didn't want to hurt anybody or bring up any memories. We just wanted to, um, make this compassionate and um, 
hear from you and hear how um, how it, it can go on and it can get better and we don't have to lose our memories or our loved ones and we could just live for the moment in their memory without having to dwell on anger. And your story has really, um, really set that in stone. I appreciate that. Well, also, I mean, not only that too, like um, I was nervous to do this and I, and I wanted to, you know, good, you know, to talk to you and, and to know you because like, you know, we, you hear the story, but you don't, you don't really know, you know, you, obviously we didn't know, right. but we felt like we did. And then talking to you, we kind of got like an, a, an idea and, and, and it's just really cool. You know, like it's, I, it, so I definitely want to support whatever you do. So like, just let us know. I would definitely let y'all know for sure. So probably trying to, trying to get, you know, trying to get some bigger punk bands, you know, to play like blanks if they, if they're available when we do it. I know people. So, so try to get CJ since we're friends with him now and some stuff like that just to just to make it, you know. Be and, great and, to have a nice big show in, in yeah. his honor and um, it would be great to work on something like that because uh, it's deserved. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, when we get when we get ready to start planning it and throwing it together, then we'll definitely let y'all know. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So um, again, thank you so much. I know you're hesitant and we just really appreciate this. And um, that's all. I don't know. Thank you. Like no from the of our hearts, we appreciate this. No problem. Have a great day. All right. Y'all too. Thanks. All right. Goodbye. Yeah.
día en esta sociedad Es un escándalo no más por ser un poco Mi mente abierta, queremos libertad La muerte de cada uno nunca se va a olvidar With uh, Izzy from Nevermind the Broadcast, I am Thora from the Pretty Bacon Podcast, and we are doing our joint venture of Nevermind the Pretty Bacon Podcast, our I special episode on Brian Danicky. You heard yeah. some music, you heard some interviews. Um, we are going to introduce our next interview now. It is with Rob Chaos of Total Chaos, and everyone knows Total Chaos. Hell yeah, they do, and... We also have one of their songs on the show as well, and it was a good interview. Like it, it, it was, it wasn't, you know, it was long, but I learned so much about things <laughs> I had no idea about. I'm like, I'm sitting here like, oh my. <laughs> my I mind. know. I, um, I could literally listen to him for hours. Um, he would, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he would be an excellent cult leader because I was in it to win it. I was uh -huh. enthralled. I was listening. <laughs> I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was like, let's Tell go. Tell me more. Great. Tell me more. <laughs> but um, his interview is long, um, but it's worth it. And it's got so much insight into punk rock throughout the years and um, fighting with Nazis and Epstein and the Clintons. It really has an array of everything from Brian Dedeke to McDonald's. It really goes the gamut. But it makes sense, and, and it, it goes with size, and and it's very very smart. I mean, he's a smart dude. Very. I said it. He's like the smartest dude that I know, and I was Definitely. so grateful for him for doing this interview. Um, we had to wake up super early, um, on our end. He was okay, but he's in Germany with his family, so it was uh, interesting. I've been up for a very long time. I mean, I'm it's eight fifty one. I'm already drunk. Just kidding. <laughs> my my co-host face is like stop it stop it <laughs> just kidding it's 8 51 in the morning <laughs> yeah and we we're still going through we're still getting things done you know yes we are we had some technical difficulties along the way but this is our labor of love so we're doing it yeah so let's listen to that interview because we have a lot to learn and you do too Exactly. So without further ado, here is Rob Chaos.
Oh, that's cool. 
so the you know, I was you know I was in Europe. So uh, CJ Ramon was playing Riot City, singing Riot City. <laughs> That's he awesome. Never, he never heard Total Chaos before, but oh, he got you don't together. Need that. <laughs> well, I don't know. He he got together with Sean and Miguel, and they they because they met each other at, in L.A. And then they went. They all flew to Texas, and then they uh, rehearsed, and then they played this um, release party, you know, for. Why do you yeah. think um, this means so much to everybody? Is it because it it hits so close to home because of who we are and our community and our our punk and I hate the word scene, um, yeah. but our scene. Why do you think it touches everyone from you to you know C J Ramon, the Blanks, uh, the entire crew of Bomb City. Um, why does it? Why does it? Why is it so personal? I don't know. I mean, first off, I mean, it's a lot of a lot of bad things have happened to a lot of people that have been in the punk scene, and it always got ignored or swept under the carpet. I think this is the first time it was really pushed out there, you know. Um, because I remember in '88, in '88, uh, a bunch of punk rockers got jumped by Nazi skinheads and stabbed. And there was no talk about it whatsoever. Yeah, I don't and even know what you're talking about. I don't either. I have no idea. Yeah, nobody knows because it was in Pomona, California, and and there was no talk about it whatsoever. No media. And then there's like things like when the cops beat. I, I remember it's a bad religion. And the cops uh, beat up everybody in the parking lot, brutally beat them down, and he put a few people in the hospital. There was no talk. You know what I mean? And. Uh, there was, uh, there was, I mean, I was there, so I saw it with my own eyes. Um, and by the way, I got beat by the cops too. So, uh, uh, we were at a Bad Religion concert in the parking lot in 88 or no, it was 89, I think it was. And they literally just jumped us, the cops. They ran, they went into the parking lot and started beating the crap out of everybody. Oh you know? Wow. Uh, yeah. And one of the cops undercover. One of the cops was undercover, and he was driving his car through the through the parking lot. And he and once the kids were running, he drove his car straight into him, and they flew over the windshield of the car. He ran right into him, and the cops came out, and they go, "This guy just hit him." And it turned out he was an undercover cop, so the cops let him go. And this oh was Chief Darrell Gates in control of LAPD at this time. And Chief Darrell Gates is famous only because of the Rodney King beating. You know, with the black guy that got beat up by the cops. But that was in 92. But uh, Chief Darrell Gates had let all the cops do whatever the hell they want, and they covered up everything, like mass crimes, you know, that the, was done by the police and everything. <laughs> and there's interviews, like on, on Punk Invasion, not Punk Invasion, on Patriot Shock, in the very beginning, there's an intro. And if you listen to the intro, it's actually Chief Darrell Gates talking about, he's saying, he was on national television. He goes, punk rockers. I don't know why they call them punk rockers. There's nothing but a bunch of punks. They come in here and tear things up. He goes, um, he says that, no, but not on my watch. I'll take them down or some bullshit like that. If you listen to the beginning, you'll see it. Yeah. And then there was a, so I used that as a clip because it was, uh, it just shows you the mentality. And I mean, that's what happened with this because this kid was, the kid who ran over that Brian was, you know, rich kid, you know, call it like destined to be in a college kid. He had money and Brian didn't, he had nothing. And then it made, uh, and then they, they just let everybody go, you know, and then that caused a uproar. So they had to, uh, the media pushed the courts into actually putting a sentence on that kid, you know, uh, they ran over Brian didn't I mean, but if it wasn't for the media on that, case and nothing would have happened just like nothing ever happens with all the cases i just told you about the cops don't the cops don't care you know um at least they They're used to not productive members of society yeah yeah so it's the same thing and i mean i've been arrested a few times in my life and uh a few times i was in there i was in, i got arrested and i was in jail i was in jail with gangbangers that uh, shot up neighborhoods and stuff. And they all got off. Like, they got off because the cops didn't want to do an investigation. Because it, they found out that they shot up the neighbors, but the neighbors that they shot up were all gangbangers too. So they're like, ah, they're gangbangers, let them go. Yeah. And they let them out. So I was in court for my thing, and there was this gangbanger, he told me he just shot, did a drive-by shooting, 
on another gangbanger's house, Cholos, you know. Um, and the cops, the judge didn't want to even hear it. And the cops didn't care, and they just let the guy out. You know, so why'd you even arrest him in the first place? You know, right? But uh, to pretend yeah, they're going to because they considered that if he would have shot like a normal person's house up or something, they would have probably threw the book at him. But since it was a gangbanger killing, shooting gangbangers, they didn't care. You know, so see what I'm saying? That's why I think, you know. It means a lot more is that finally some some kind of justice happens to people, you know. Uh, not really because the kid the kid ran 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 over Brian Dennehy. I mean, the guy should have went to prison for for at least ten years, but he didn't do it even that. Hmm. He got he got like I don't remember what it was house arrest and yeah, some like other probation. Stuff. Yeah, and then probation. But then he got busted again later on. Yeah. Any charges that really fucked him up, so he ended up going. He, I think, he got busted for drunk driving or something. Yeah, and underage providing alcohol to underage kids. Um, What's that guy? And his dad too. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, that really because he already had that charge, you know, of manslaughter charge, which wasn't manslaughter; it was straight up murder, and that's why we said he wrote the song "Murder." I mean, yeah, because he intentionally. Because the girlfriend said that he was driving the car, he was super hot-headed, and he was yelling, I'm a ninja and a caddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he had, and I, he had done it before. He had he had a history of doing it. He did it at least one other time before, just running through the crowd um, that night. And um, I think another night as well of just, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm going to hit you. Or just, yeah. So. Just remember, yeah, like just throw it back around. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny is because it it's happened to me. I've gotten jumped by I've I've been jumped by skinheads one time, and I got stabbed in the back. Uh, it was in '92. I got jumped by like like six or eight skinheads, and they stabbed me in the back because my girlfriend at the time was black, and they were calling me a hen lover and all this crap. She was a punk rock girl. She was totally cool. Well, she was cool when she wasn't doing drugs. <laughs> let me just say, and. Uh, I mean, that's why we split up because of her drug use. But uh, uh, but she it doesn't even matter. They 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 saw this. They called me an end lover and all this crap. And then and then they tried to beat me up inside the concert. And I went outside after the concert was over. And they they were waiting for me. And they all and they were they beat me down right in front of the security guards. Nobody nobody did nothing. And this was not a small concert. There was so at least pretty much people. like. So punk rockers are expendable. It doesn't matter. Like yeah, like the, was, the gang bangers. It doesn't matter because it's a lower class. That was the worst part about it is the security guards did not did not break up the fight. They didn't do anything. They just stood there watching it the whole time and was right in front of the door of the club of the venue. And the venue holds two thousand people. The Hollywood wow. Palladium. I was in front of it. There was not just one security guard, there was hundreds. But nobody did nothing. And they watched me get beat down, and none of the even the punk rockers, but they were scared, because a lot of the punk rockers that were there were little little skinny kids, and these these guys were worked out, sleeve tattoo, big muscle bound morons. You know what I mean? Yeah. They scare the living crap, and then one of them they beat me, and then the they called the cops, of course, the security guards, but they didn't break up the fight. They didn't even bother. They were probably afraid of them too. Right. Um, so I got brutally beat down. I knocked unconscious, and then and then they stabbed me in the back. Um, oh and then the cops came. The ambulance came. The cops came. And the guy before the cops came, they ran. They stabbed me in the back, and they ran off through. They ran through the parking lot and disappeared. Um, and everybody saw it. Everybody said the same thing that what happened. Uh, but nobody did anything. In fact, nobody even. There was no even pursuit to even look for these guys um, from the cops. They didn't care at all, you know. And what, like, what if know. that happened today? If that happened today, if Brian Dennehy happened today, what if these assaults happened in 2023, 2024? What do you think would be the result? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, th- things have changed a bit. You know, I mean, people are more accepting. Uh, uh, back then they were not accepting, you know, in the eighties and nineties, they, nobody cared, you know what I mean? 
they thought punk rockers were freaks. You know what I mean? And that was it. Low lives, drug addicts. Even though I never did drugs, but that's the way they thought they would think of us. You know, so I don't know. To be honest, I had no, I haven't. The thing is, I haven't seen any violence like that in a long time. You know, in the '90s and '80s, it was normal. You know, right. it, it was all over the place. But since then, I haven't really seen anything. You know, the last time we got in a really horrible confrontation was probably around 96, 97. That was it. And after that, we that was because the album Pledge of Defiance, not Pledge, uh, Patriarch Shock had all these anti-racist songs. So we had all these Nazis coming to our shows when they beat us up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we were all, they were showing up at our, dude, we had the, we were in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, and the Ku Klux Klan showed up at our, at the well, Oh my floor. God. They were outside in their robes and everything with a bunch of Nazi skinheads. And they were threatening all the crowd if they came into the show that they were going to beat them up, burn their cars, you know, all this crap. Trying oh to scare them to not go into the show. And, um, yeah, in 95, we ended up being on the – we were on the – we were on the cover of uh, Area Nation magazine. They had it, I guess, back then. And I saw it because they were passing them out, and we were on the cover of it. And it had a bullet, uh, like a gu- like a scope pointed on us, like the shoot us, public like enemy number one. Yeah, bullseye oh on us. A God. picture of a bullseye on us. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was like wow. they did not like us because no. we were on Apple. And that message was getting out way more than normal, you know? That means you're doing something right. If the Aryan yeah. Nation doesn't like you, you're on the right track. <laughs> well, back then it was, like I said, it was 95, and they, they were uh, they were after us, you know? And uh, luckily we didn't, nobody got hurt. Uh, I was, well, some kids got hurt, but none of us got hurt. Um, well, Joe Bassard got hurt got in a fight but he and he did get a broken rib but joe bassett was our old bass player he was huge six foot eight native american guy and he got in a huge fight with some skinheads and they broke his rib in florida it was in uh i think it was in fort lauderdale they broke his rib and i didn't see it because i was downstairs at that when it happened but uh we still played even with joe the broken rib but then later on that after the show was done we went to the hospital and joe there was nothing really they could do, but they gave him painkillers and all that crap because they they hit him with some metal rod or something on his chest and broke broke his rib. But yeah, that was a long time ago. That was the nineties again. You know, fun fun times. The nineties were the eighties too. They were really unbelievable. You know, it's, well, it's, it's, not like that. it's not like that now. Like you don't believe no, these I, things. And you don't see we it now. Poking, we were poking at them, you know what I mean? Because in 90, you know, our first album came out in 93. Our first 7-inch came out in 92, and our first demo came out in 91. But we were poking at them. We had songs like Kill the Nazis, Into White Supremacy. Oh. So we were really pissing them off. But but what really ticked them off, the Nazis, was definitely the release of uh, – Pledge of Defiance and a Patriarch Shot because we had so many anti-racist songs on it that they were they were pissed. You know what I mean? And we were on a big label and we're and all these kids were running around with total chaos shit and they didn't like us. <laughs> they wanted us to stop. They said they told us that we actually you know what I just remembered that we did get in a fight in in two thousand and four. I forgot about that. We got in a huge fight with Nazis in two thousand four. And, and the cops came, but they didn't do anything. But we had already left. But this was funny because all these Nazis came, and it was total chaos, exploited, and the resilience playing all together. And we were in Detroit. And uh, these Nazis came, and they, they started they, – uh, they were threatening to beat me. They said if we play Kill the Nazis or Into White Supremacy that they're going to kill me or some bullshit. And we they they told it to somebody uh, in one of our bands, and then we I got told where is this guy that said it, and they, they said oh he's over there, and I went straight over there where he was. He was sitting at the bar, and I sat right next to him, the guy that supposedly can kill me, and I ordered a beer, and I'm sitting there drinking my beer, and the guy was just minding his own business, skinhead guy, big guy, really big, 
He was bigger than me, and he was big. You know what I mean? But he didn't even do anything. I was poking at him, and then he gets up, and then he walks away, and then all of a sudden he punches the guitar player for resilience. He didn't hit me. He was mad at me, but he punches the guitar player for resilience. And then that was when the exploited roadie guy, Otter, fucking broke a pool, still, uh, pool stick over the back of the head of that skinhead guy. And then all their other skinheads ran, and it was a big brawl, you know. And the cops came. We ended up winning the fight, completely winning it. Only um, the guitar player for Resilience, he got a little bit hurt, but he wasn't bad. He had like a, like a little bit of a black guy because the guy hit him on the side of the head. And that was it. Everybody else got almost no scratches or nothing. And what we did is they, everybody was using pool sticks <laughs> and beating them on the head with it. We had, they broke several pool sticks over the heads of some of these guys, but we, they were outnumbered too because it was all of exploited, all the resilience, and all the total chaos, plus the roadies, all jumping these eight skinheads, you know? <laughs> so they got their asses kicked, you know what I mean? <laughs> Wadi, like, got a bar stool and slammed it on the head of, of some skinhead guy you know and uh it was pretty funny man i mean it looked scary at the time but after after it happened we had a we had a pretty funny laugh about it but the cop let's get back on track um Inez, you got a question sure um so with the song that you wrote and everything, uh, what message do you have for the normies that don't understand punks? Because I'm sure there's still people that don't understand any, you know, the punk scene and everything. So I just want to, what message do you have for them? Well, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, my version of, I mean, what I do, because I, punk is pretty much just be yourself and do what you want, you know? I mean, that's what I think of it as. But I'm like a really political guy, so I always write like political politics, you know? So... I don't know. I don't really know what to tell people. I mean, I just tell people that punk rock just means to do what you want. That's why you got kids with mohawks and spiky hair, but then you got guys that look like, 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 like guys in the circle jerks or whatever. They look like normal guys. You know what I mean? Or even Black Flag. They look like normal guys too. You know what I mean? They're not all crazy. I mean, I mean, punk's like, uh, you know, just you know. Whatever. Fun to be an individual and not following everybody's trendy bullshit, you know? That's so they mm -hmm. came out and fucking arrested everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you could tell, I have a question. If you could tell, because all of your experience, all of your, your knowledge, because you're probably the smartest guy I know, but if you could tell every young punk something what would be the one thing you would tell them i don't know i mean i mean i just tell people to be themselves you know and do not follow anybody and try and question everything question everything i mean i don't care who says it the media doctor whatever question everything always question everything because believe me there's a lot of fucking lying bastards out there and they're, they're making up stories to convince or sway people to do whatever they want, whatever agenda they want. You know what I mean? So that's what I always say. And that, that's what I've been saying. That's what the whole new record, our whole new album just came out. And that's what the whole record, basically, if you, if you listen to the lyrics and you read them, you'll see what I'm talking about. The whole album is about questioning everything. <laughs> You know yes. what I mean? Kind of horrific things. My my grandfather, and then. So what I want to say is that from this episode, we got to learn, especially for all the punks, that we can't just be separated all the time. We need to unite, and that's the way to do it. Just stop with the bullshit, the separation. No, 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 no. We're punks. Gatekeeping. Gatekeeping. I'm watching you, little gatekeeping douches. Get it. Stop Get it. it. Yeah, I'm getting you right now, and um, just just unite because uh, at the same time we have to we have to watch out for each other, and I feel like that's the important part of this message that we're getting across to you, don't you think? I agree a hundred percent. It's supposed to be us against them, and um, not us against us because we all gravitated towards punk rock for a reason, home life, whatever, like whatever. Um, 
my family has been the punk rock family that that I gravitated towards because of whatever reasons. And um, we shouldn't be infighting. Um, we're supposed to fight the system. We're supposed to fight the oppressors. We're supposed to fight the jocks. I don't know. <laughs> Is it, are we still doing that? <laughs> but it's true though. Because... I mean, we're in our 50s. Do we fight jocks anymore? I don't know. But you know what? We still stand for something, right? <laughs> bullying. I mean, there's always there's always somebody bullying others. I mean, hundred percent. Our I mean, youth, our transgender youth, our especially exactly. our black transgender youth. Yeah. Um, there are so many people that need us to stand up for them, and um, I guess that's our job as uh, the outsiders, the the elder outsiders, if you will. Correct. Absolutely, especially since um, uh, a, a lot of times there's 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 still people going through things and especially you know like you said the blacks transgender transgender like they're getting a lot of like hatred right now and we need and you need to, we the whole thing is representation that's important we need to stand up we need to have a voice for those that that are getting bashed upon and show people there's they're freaking humans you know like right like, get them a voice like let them have right a voice. so that's like, what i say fight, yeah Keep fighting is basically fighting. the message. Like you don't have like Margaret Thatcher anymore or or Reagan to, to to bitch about, but we still have so many atrocities, and it's good to not lose touch with those, no matter how you age or what your your standing is or whatever. Remain. Um, I think we all remain who we are in our heart, which would be the punk rock, which is what Brian Dennehy stood for and died for. Um, ultimately, and we should keep that going out of respect and keep fighting the good fight with compassion and respect for our other punks. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. No, I I, I I love what you said. It's so important because that uh, as you get older, I mean, there's still going to be some fighting that's going to evolve. You don't give up, you know, like there's going to be right. stuff that, that's going to piss you off. And especially with politics, like Rob was talking about, there's so much. And yep. that, and then now with the, you know, what Brian went through, like that was a really bad part of history that still needs to be brought up because it can happen again. You it know? needs to be discussed because like Rob said, history repeats itself. So, but it shouldn't always repeat itself. It should be corrected. You would think you would learn something from it. Yeah, I wish we did, but people don't learn. <laughs> <laughs> We're not that type. <laughs> All right, um, Izzy, I just want to say that I have enjoyed this project with you. Um, thank you for working with me with this. Um, thank you for letting me work with you because you give such good interviews. Oh, my God. Um, thank you. I was really, thank you so much. It has been an honor to work with you and to do this story with you. We spent a lot of time, like, talking and yelling and fighting, <laughs> not, like, with each other, but, like, kind of yelling at our TVs pretty much. And... Uh, Warren, what's his name? Warren P. Clark, uh, the Ugh. defense attorney. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time hating on people and yelling, and um, we thank you all for listening. And um, that's it. We hope that it, um, hope you like it as much as we do, I guess is what I'm saying. Not And not like the atrocities or the, the anger or anything like that, but hope you like the compassion and the thought that went behind it and the need to do better consistently um, as a community, as a group, as a putting on shows, keeping venues together, booking shows. Um, Brian, I believe, would want that. He loved the shows. He loved booking the shows. So um, that's that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love being a part of this. Thank you. You've been great. <laughs> All right. So with that, we are going to say thank you all so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this. Yeah.